You're listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by LineStar, the top-rated DFS tool set and number one companion for DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Go LineStar Premium now at LineStarApp.com. Now, here are your hosts, fantasy baseball experts, Joe Pizzapia and Chris Meany. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Joey P, Joe Pizzapia, and welcome to On Deck right here on the Line Star app. It is me, it is Chris Meany, and it's you, and it's Sunday. It's a nice, relaxing Sunday in the summer. You're by the pool, you're by the beach. Uh, if you're in the city like I used to be as a kid, you're by the fire hydrant. That's where you are. And we are going to talk some baseball, some DFS, and some wagering. Oh, we got it all for you. But Chris Meany, first off, I would say pretty, pretty good day for us yesterday. I think we did all right with some of the picks here on the program. You know what? If you know, if people have been listening, they they may have had some success from the parlay betting standpoint. It's been two Ooh. days in a row where we've been talking about the Twins as road dogs, the Braves again road dogs yesterday. Oakland rolled. Uh, the Angels rolled. You were all over John Lester and the Cubs. They rolled. And you know what? We got that 14 and a half total in Colorado. There were 26 runs scored between the Reds and the Rockies yesterday. It looked like there was going to be a delay. Maybe sweated it out a bit, you know, if, if you had them in your lineups. But you got the runs, that's for sure. Yeah, you absolutely did. And looking back at the day slate, too, uh, just got to hit things real fast. Uh, John Lester, good once again. Gave up a bunch of solo home runs, but that's all he gave up. Another W for him. That ERA at home falls now to the low twos. So we were all over him in the day slate, which is good. Jay Happ uh, only lost to five and a third, got the loss, unfortunately. But, I mean, 2-1, talk about a lot of people taking the bath on the under. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You know, the, that game went under. I don't think people were looking for three as a total in that Yankee game yesterday, no. Chris. No, not no. at all. And another one from Happ, like – like, sure, okay, he did okay, but you're right. You talked about this yesterday. He's not going deep into ball games, and I, I guess this is what the Yankees, they're fine with, I'm sure. Like, to turn things over to their bullpen in the sixth, seventh, like, that's probably the recipe for success for that Yankee squad, but it's something to keep an eye on from DFS. I wonder how, you know, deep Tanaka will go tonight. And that was that was the thing with Morton. Like, they didn't even need Morton yesterday. He was great. We talked about him being, you know, yep. chalky and cashy, but, you know, once you get to the fifth and sixth and your team's up six or seven runs, I mean, you're pulling more and you're going to save them. Oh, yeah, you might as well. Uh, also, yeah. with the uh, with the slate yesterday in the afternoon, at least two, uh, we talked about the A's lineup yet again. And oh, uh, wouldn't you know, Chris, 13 runs for the A's, uh, just two for the White Sox. So they beat up on Dylan Covey, as we said that they would. Like seven in the first a... inning against I know. <laughs> you know, so So if you listened to us yesterday, you were very happy right away in the afternoon. We, yes. we crushed the afternoon slate and then... We talked at length about Noah Syndergaard, nine strikeouts yesterday. So that was our big thing. The strikeouts have been down. The walks have been up a little bit this year. Do you think this is the beginning of a a renewed, refreshed Noah Syndergaard, our big second half? Yeah, I mean, definitely hadn't lived up to his expectations in the first half. So, I mean, why not? I mean, he it's not like he's not a good pitcher. You're talking about him just hitting his spots and trusting his spots and just kind of pitching with some confidence. So, there's a great start from him. All of a sudden, he's won four of his last five ball games. His next outing will be in San Francisco. That's going to be one we'll probably be all over as well, uh, even though the Giants are hot. They did lose last night, uh, but they came back down 4-2 in the ninth. Unbelievable stuff in San Fran. But, yeah, to answer your question, Syndergaard. I mean, looking at the game log, too, a lot of, a lot of quality starts here. My biggest takeaway, and you nailed it, no walks. No walks right. yesterday, just pounding the strike zone and, and confident in the stuff. 
And that's and that's what we want to see. We need that. Now, look, we were all over Trevor Bauer yesterday. Unfortunately, that did not go right. Uh, so he fell there to the Twins, who, you know, we talked about Jake Odorizzi and, and the fact that he was kind of being underappreciated, but we still thought Bauer. Now, look, Bauer still struck out 11 guys, still gave you the quality start, so that's good. Uh, Odorizzi did not give you a lot of strikeouts. He came away with the W. So Bauer didn't get the W, but he was still pretty good. Matt Boyd, we faded on the slate, too, because of the pricing of the other pitchers. So if you stay away from him, that was also good. If you went with Aaron Nola, that was good, too. Again, a lot of strikeouts for him. That's great. Another great outing for him. The bullpen screwed him. Screw you, Phillies bullpen. Stop screwing my guy, Aaron Nola. (laughs) Damn it. But anyway, that was a good one. And we faded Chris Sale, too. And, And wouldn't you know, we talked at length about those Dodger bats, especially the lefty bats in that lineup. And sure enough, Bellinger goes yard. Um, you know, the, the, those guys could still hit lefties. You had AJ Pollock in this one, uh, Max Muncie all go yard in this. And Ross Stripling comes away with yeah. the W and a huge, huge upset uh, of Chris Sale, which I don't think, I think a lot of people lost a lot of money yesterday with the Chris Sale game. And they should have been more leery of it, Chris. We tried and tried to put it out there and say, hey, this is a dangerous matchup. It's not as chalky as you think it is, even just even if he's at home. And there you go. It's a, it's a loss for Chris Sale against the Dodgers at home. Yeah, I mean, we we talked about how you know he's been struggling against just mediocre teams, and then all of a sudden a good team comes in, and he gets roughed up, and all of a sudden we were sitting there looking at Sale, a four point two seven ERA, is is a guy who you know only lasted four and two thirds yesterday, a three nine record. I know we laugh about wins and losses, whatever. Like this is Nola got the loss blown from him. We should have had a W, but hard to believe that here we are mid July. And Chris Sale's looking at a three and nine record and, a, and you know, an ERA that's, you know, mid fours is, is pretty remarkable. You know, back to that um, Bauer game for a second. Max Kepler, two more home runs yesterday off Bauer. Yeah. He had went five straight at bats with a home run off Trevor Bauer. That is that's, tough that's to crazy. do. <laughs> I don't think that's you'll crazy. ever see something like that again. I didn't know he had that kind of record. I know he had some success against him. But, I, you know, he hit one in the first inning, and, it's, and then I saw, like, some tweets, like, oh, four, four straight at bats, a home run. And then I saw again, he did it again. I'm like, wow, Max Kepler, maybe something to keep an eye on next time, you know, they play Cleveland. But that's pretty impressive stuff right there. I mean, Bauer's got And your boy Jose say. Ramirez went yard, too, yesterday. And uh, so did Jose Bobby Bradley. Ramirez. And that's your boy, Bobby Bradley. I know. How about Jose <laughs> Ramirez? Um, I went to actually send a tweet, a, a good thing with a reminder that you sent that out. I'm going to just, you know, fire it out there for Jose Ramirez. The window is closing for people that want to acquire him in season-long leagues. I was taking a look at this heading into the weekend. So he had three combined home runs in May and June, and he already has three <sighs> this month in seven July games. So I know it's a small sample size, but this is positive. He's hitting 300 yeah. with three homers. He's got a double. You know, he's scored nine times, gets six RBIs. He's getting on base. He's taking a couple walks here, not striking out as much. Only six strikeouts in seven games. So, I mean, finally, here we go. Turn the corner a little bit, Jose Ramirez. I think so. Yeah, and and look, it, he's a better player than what he's played. He's making adjustments. That's what you want. Uh, Bobby Bradley, a uh, young guy, a lineup builder guy we talked about. I said he's got power. He's not a tournament player for a dinger. Wouldn't you know it? He went yard. Plus, on top of that, Tyler O'Neill, another guy, too, that we had talked about. When you're looking now, you're looking in tournament lineups. you got a lot of these younger players who are cheap, who have some power upside. If you use them correctly and appropriately with the matchup, you might be able to win out. In the very least, they don't kill you because they cost 2.2 on FanDuel or something ludicrous like that. By the way, speaking of that game, we also got Dakota Hudson, who we were all over yesterday. He picked up another W, too. That guy's been absolutely lit 
in the last uh, six weeks or so. The guy's been terrific, especially at home for St. Yes. Louis. So another good outing from Hudson, who was our favorite secondary pitcher on yesterday's program. And last but I want to say least, but I guess I, I don't know. I got to write him an apology letter because I, I have to say, dear Matt Harvey, I'm sorry. We uh, we made <laughs> fun of you a lot. On in LA, you, yeah. yeah, you still suck. I'm sorry. You still suck. <laughs> your ERA is 6.88. I just want to point that out. When your ERA is 6.88, you still suck. Even a blind squirrel finds a nut. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Cunha you, also, <laughs> I can't even talk about him. Are you going to talk about him? I'm going to mention one thing, and it's just because 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 of Skaggs. It's one it's one cool thing that you know he said last night after his start when he was talking about Tyler Skaggs, who uh, apparently you know used to sit right beside him in the in the locker room in the clubhouse, and they're they're keeping all Skaggs stuff there. He had said after the game like that all year, even after the worst starts ever. And I know that could probably be frustrating for, I was going to say that's every athlete. start for him. Yeah. After every start, Skaggs used to say to him, you're still the dark night, whether you went out there and pitched like even remotely close, like the dark night of a couple of years ago, you are still the dark night. And he used to always say, well, I don't feel like it. He's like, well, start feeling like it. And he used to say that about Skaggs is that yeah. was the guy who just used to try to pump him up. But yeah, something special going on in LA, tried another home run. He's got eight home runs and 18 oh, crazy, RBIs crazy, in his last seven games. You know, Buster only tweeted this, and this is a crazy pace. This is the pace that Trout is on 165 hits, 134 walks. 129 runs, 35 doubles, 52 homers, 131 RBIs, 14 stolen bases, and an OPS of 1.124. Uh, and turning 28 next month, likely, Crazy. he says, before the end of 2020, Trout likely to pass 1,500 hits, 1,000 runs, 300 homers, and 200 stolen bases. At He's an incredible player. He's just yeah, an incredible it's, player. It's, it's uh. a crazy run. Ronald Acuna, not far behind him, too. He went no, man, yard again, awesome. was 23rd. We talked about him yesterday. Like, seriously, everything we touched outside of, yeah. uh, I want to like, the Bauer didn't get the W, so he wasn't the cash game lock. Although, old Noel didn't get a W either. <laughs> you know, right. Ward was the one guy we actually shied away from. Yeah. He actually came away with the W, so we didn't quite get the cash game pitcher right, but everything else was correct, including 26 runs in Colorado. My oh, goodness. my God. Goodness, <laughs> you know, what a ton of runs. Uh, I mean, Puig was awesome. Philip Irvin went six for six. Uh, that's pretty impressive. I mean, he hits lefties pretty well. Arenado went deep. Story went deep. Murphy went deep. Like it was just runs all over the place. Like Kyle Freeland just, you know, send him back down. I mean, don't yeah. give this guy this first start at Colorado. <laughs> Shake his confidence. Well, that's the weirdest that part about the Freeland thing is last year he was a guy that, you know, had actually better numbers in Colorado. Yeah. And everyone's like, wow, if you could just pitch a little better on the road, he's going to be great. And, you know, the, a lot of the deeper stat analytical people out there were telling you, you might want to stay away from him. He might not yeah. be the best investment, yada, yada, this year. Some of the deep stats don't love him. And, uh, you know, this is why I just I run away from any pitcher, you know, any Ubaldo Jimenez taught me a very valuable lesson in life, which is <laughs> yeah. you cannot trust a good year out of a Colorado starter just because they had one good year there. And what a year that was. I remember that year. year. Like he was was the first piece I ever wrote. I remember that really got picked up in like a national kind of a a vein. I written a piece. I forget what site it was for. And it got picked up on one of the big wire things. And I was so proud. It was like, and and I have a soft spot because of Ubaldo Jimenez for that reason. But that was uh, so thank you, Ubaldo. You made, I appreciate (laughs) (laughs) it. You made him who he is today. That's yes. right. Oh, boy. <laughs> what a disappointment. Anyway, it's a new day. <laughs> yes, it is. It's Sunday. Uh, Mad Max is not going to be pitching. He uh, got put on the DL for that or IL, whatever, for that uh, back issue retroactive. So he's going to start next week instead. So you get Annabelle Sanchez against Jake Arietta. Now, listen, 
I know it's Annabelle Sanchez. And you go, who cares? I care. He's been much better in his last couple starts. He's a guy that has quietly been good for the nationals. Uh, Jake Arrieta, imminently hittable. Uh, I think it's all the nationals. I love Soto at three, nine. I think that's a terrific value for him today on, on FanDuel. Plus you got Trey Turner at three, nine, two. Annabelle is just eight, five on FanDuel. I actually like this game and I like Sanchez in this one. What do you think? You want to go uh, beat up on Jake Arrieta with me? Of course. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely uh, like the team applied total here, the run total here for the the Washington Nationals 5.3. It's it's 5.4 on the other side, which I was a little bit surprised because you're right. Annabelle Sanchez has been pretty solid this season. You know, he he left. A, he missed a couple starts of the I.L. He was on the I.L. and then he came back and he just, you know, kind of picked up where he left off. So for Jake Arrieta, 83 percent contact rate, a guy who basically walks more batters than he strikes out, really, I mean. He doesn't strike out a lot of guys, so he doesn't definitely doesn't have the upside to to want a roster like Sanchez. At least you know there's a little bit more strikeout upside, I think, in his game. Well, look here, here you go. I mean, look this the strikeout upside is there. He's not a great strikeout pitcher, but here's what I'm saying: the last four starts, he's gone six innings. He's got th- in each of the starts, he's got three W's. He's gone anywhere between 98 and 110 pitches. So he's going to compete. And he's going to be in these games. And I think that's a huge deal. And I think that's what you're looking for, especially yeah. if you're just playing the one o'clock and you're isolating. Let's move on to uh, the Rays and Orioles here. Ryan Stanek's going to be the opener. Tom Eshelman. So if you thought okay. there were a lot of runs yesterday, I got news for you. We might be going back there again. Austin Meadows at 4-4. Tommy Pham at 4-4 over on DK. On the FanDuel side, we talked about getting the discount on Meadows and Pham earlier in the week. It's been working out. It's still there. 3-5, three, 3-7. Three, uh, I'm all in on these guys at the top of the order again for the Rays in this one. Yeah, it should be another bomb from Nate Lowe um, yesterday, too. So we mentioned him. I mean, he was like two, I think he was 2-2 two, two a couple days ago on FanDuel. His price hasn't changed much. He's 2-9, and he's been hitting right in the, the solid part of that lineup for sure. So I mean, 3-6 on, on DK, that's that's a nice cash saver. Yeah, Rays are probably going to roll again. You're right. I mean, Eshelman. Just looking at his as his resume, I mean, he's been a couple different stops, AAA stops here this season, but you know, nothing spectacular. Not striking out a lot of guys, walking some guys, giving them some bombs. So yeah, let's attack him. I like all of those things. All of those <laughs> things make me a happy boy, Chris Meany. Uh, so does Jonathan VR and Dwight Smith at the top of the Baltimore lineup too. Get some exposure there. Those top two guys, Dwight Smith two seven, Jonathan VR three, even Trey Mancini three four. I think you can go all in on this game too at the one o'clock, both ends of the spectrum. Marcus Stroman against Tanaka. I think Tanaka's safe. 8.1 on FanDuel is a pretty good price for Tanaka. Much more reasonable than the 9.5 we've seen before in the past from him. Uh, he's 8.8 on DK, so very reasonable there. Everybody knows how I feel about Stroman. I think you'll get a rebound in offense today. I don't think you're going to get another 2-1 game here, but I think Tanaka is definitely going to get the W. What do you think about the Yankees and Blue Jays here? Is this another upset waiting to happen, or do we get back onto the run track today? Uh, you know, looking at Stroman's numbers, I know he doesn't strike out a lot of guys. So he's not he's not someone that we ever talk about rostering. No, I mean, he's never a guy we start. I think I know where you're going with. Yeah, this. you know, he's just okay. Like he's fine. I mean, he's he keeps the ball on the ground 58 percent of the time. I mean, he's only allowed more than three runs in three of his 18 starts. Like he hasn't yet face the Yankees this season and he hasn't obviously yet pitched in New York. So it's a different beast, but I wouldn't be surprised, man, if this game is, is maybe gets under the number. I don't know. I love, I love Tanaka though. I'm with you there. I know you wrote him up TQE. Uh, I loved everything you wrote about him there and, and most likely going to get the win. Like I expect the, the rebound, at least from New York to get the W again, they're, they're heavy home favorites and Tanaka has been pretty good. Like I, 
he's been the strikeouts are just not there, but at home, like 2.84 ERA compared to 5.4 on the road. Like that's, that's pretty solid. It's good enough. That's a solid track record. 63 innings is a solid track record for me to feel good about him. All right. I'm going to go with the bottom of this Yankee lineup yet again, because that's where the value is. Although ironically, the middle on DK is where the value is. Uh, the cheapest guys are Voight Sanchez and Edwin Encarnacion pretty much. And they're all four, three, four, two. Whereas you go to the top, LeMayhew's five, one judges four, nine. So I would absolutely strongly consider the middle of the Yankee order in this one DK and DK. And then when you go over the FanDuel side, you go to the bottom of the order, you drop down to the DDs, the Aaron Hicks and the Gleber Torres of the world. And I think it's a better way to roll. Yeah. It's funny to me that the, yeah, it's funny the way that the, the pricing's worked out there. Yeah, it is. So I agree. The bottom of the order there, I think you can get Edwin in at three nine. But I don't even hate. I don't even hate Brett Gardner. He's been fine. He over the past couple of weeks, he's been getting on base, stealing bases, and scoring runs. I mean, when you when you get on base and the lineup resets, you're most likely going to come around to score. All right, let's move on. Jose Barrios is at ten k on Fanduel against Shane Bieber at ten six. Now I'm surprised by this. I would have thought it would be the flip of the salaries. So. I, I'm I'm shocked. I'm still going to lean towards the Bieber side in this one, believe it or not. Um, but what, what what's your take on this one when you're looking at these these pricing? Because on the DraftKings side, uh, when you look at these two pitchers here, Barrios is nine four, Shane Bieber ten five. Again, I would have contemplated the inverse of that. I'm surprised and almost shocked by this. So does this make you want to lean towards Barrios, or is this thing something where nope, Bieber is the guy you liked heading into us and you stick with Bieber? Well, I think. It is a little surprising. I, I think that Beaver, well, he's definitely been the better pitcher. There's no question about it. Like he has 141 strikeouts in 112 innings. And you look at Barrios and he doesn't even have a strikeout per inning. So it, it has been Beaver. He's been the better pitcher. I mean, he's had a couple outings against Minnesota already where he's been fine. I mean, his his latest uh, a few starts ago, he had seven strikers through seven, only allowed two runs. I like the Twins on the money line. I don't want to confuse people. I just every time they're road dogs, I like to pick them. I, I say that all the time on this show. Them and the Braves, and you know they've won the first two games of the series being road dogs. So I will lean Minnesota on the money line. But if you're looking for like straight upside, contrarian upside, it's Bieber, and he has that tournament winning upside. The fact that he is ten five and you know eleven hundred dollars more than Barrios is probably means that most people are going to fade him. The fact that he's going up against a Twins team that doesn't strike out a ton, probably going to fade him. So I think he's the great, I think he's a solid, solid tournament arm. I think he's a great pivot off Jacob DeGrom. He's obviously a whole lot safer, but if you're just a tournament player today on a Sunday and you don't want to spend up on the bats, like I think Bieber's the way to go in tournaments. But me personally, I like what I've seen over the past couple of weeks, Joe, and I know you're on the same page here. It's just, there's just so much offense. Like, this isn't the year for pitching. It really isn't. No, like, just really so not. much offense. I just want to spend up on some of these bats. Well, especially when you've got Colorado and Milwaukee and playing the same weekend. Oh, again. Yeah. And you got Yankee Stadium in play. We got so many of these big offensive ballparks in play at the same time. Oakland uh, against the White Sox. Like, yeah. yeah. And look, you mentioned Jacob DeGrom. Now, I still prefer Jacob DeGrom and Cash, even though it's chalkier. Yes. You got Verlander on this slate, too. You would have had Max Scherzer also, which would have changed things significantly. But still... I'll still take my chance with DeGrom. DeGrom's been much better, you know, after a rocky, weird patch there for a while. And the Marlins are not a good offensive team. So, and also they're a very heavily right-handed team too. So he should really return investment today. So he's 10-8 over on FanDuel. That's still a good price for him. 
uh, over on the DK side. He is, uh, excuse me, he's 10-8 on DK, 10-8 on Fandle. He's 10-8 on both. Look at that. Fandle's oh, doing it again. They're copying. Uh, yeah, cheating. mail it in Sunday. Mailing it in. Uh, but <laughs> let's point out Jeff McNeil in this one, too, at yeah. the top of this order on Fandle, just 3-6. Um, Cano hit a home run yesterday. He's at 2-6. So there's a couple of these lefty bats in here. Conforto also a 3-3 that you can get in here. Maybe do a Pete Alonso stack with them. And I think that'll play. I think you'll get enough offense out of them. Uh, Tyler Beatty will face Yolish Sassin. Um, we've been talking about this Giants team. Evan Longoria is still just 3K. You got to yeah. go for it, right, Chris? Until further I, notice, you got to go. I, I think so, yeah. I mean, he was, he was pretty quiet yesterday, but Belt was decent off the top of the order. I, I think you do. I mean, I think you continue to ride this out in Milwaukee. Shasin is not a he's not a great pitcher, and he's allowed 11 home runs to right-handed bats. You know, guys are hitting 278 off of him at 358 Woba. And at home, like, he's just – he's allowed eight bombs. He's 425 ERA. So, yeah, I mean, both sides. This is going to be – it's going to be a high scoring game. I mean, just looking at the total right now, it's 10. I wouldn't be shocked if, you know, that rose up a little bit too. So BD allows bombs. Yeah. Uh, if you can get some of those lefty bats and they're pretty expensive, but like Thames, Kesson here again was a, had another solid game from him. Got Very on base good. a couple of <clears> times. <throat> yeah. He's, he's still pretty cheap. Vandal snoozing on him. His price over there is three, one. I mean, that's, I mean, him and Thames two, eight Thames. Well, those even, are two guys. even Mike Grindall, is at three, three seven. Two. Wow. Yeah. Gelich is, is out of control. He's, yeah, he's, he's almost, almost a pass at, at this point. Yeah. He's, he's, he's five, really eight on DK. Him. Yeah. You really have to fade Gelich, but I think you can go with Moustakis, Thames and Hira and get a nice chunk of this game. Plus on the other side, go with maybe Posey and Longoria in FanDuel, who's two, nine and three respectively. Yeah. And do pretty well. Even Brandon Belt at three two at the top of this order. Who absolutely, you know, since he moved to the top of this order, has been pretty darn good. So he's been. Great. Uh, let's talk about Zach Greinke, who <clears throat> I love as the tournament arm of the day. He's been a walking quality start. Even oh, in a, yeah. a matchup last week where I didn't think he would be successful, he was. So he shocked me there. But Greinke is at nine six uh, against Adam Wainwright. We talked about the struggles of the Cardinals. We took our shot yesterday with to go to Hudson. We were right. I'm going to run away from it now uh, with Zach Greinke. The other direction for sure. Because DFS is a fickle mistress, and that's just the way it is. You got Jake Lamb here, who's just 2.9, Adam Jones at three. Uh, you've got a, a lot of guys in this lineup, you know, even Cattell Marte at three eight that you can use. But to me, it's all about Granky, and I think this is another walking quality start slash win for him. And one of his final starts potentially as a diamondback. I think we're getting closer and closer to seeing them move on from him. Interesting. Yeah. And you know what? He's lived up to every single penny the Arizona Diamondbacks have given him. Like he really has. And, you know, that last year in in L.A., a lot of I know in the fantasy community, especially, you know, working at Fantasy Sports Network, Gary and Thorne and I talked a lot about that year from Granky, that one point six six ERA season where he had a high strand rate. And we just thought the regression was really going to come from him. And we never saw it like the strikeouts came down a bit, but he has been, you're right. A walking quality start. This guy is just been so impressive. So I like Granky a lot as well. I think he's a strong tournament arm and you're right about, I'm glad you brought up Jake lamb hit a home run the other day. Maybe he's starting to heat up. I think you need to attack lefties. If you want to go after Wainwright, it's lefties lefties hitting 307. 547 slugging, 388 Woba. They got seven bombs against them. So that's the way to go. Marte, Escobar, they'll switch over the other side of the plate. Jake Lamb, I think those are the guys that you want to attack if you want to go against Wayne, right? Granky is 10.3 over on um <clears throat> over on DK. So my question to you is DeGrom is 10.8. Even in tournaments, do you pay up for the extra 500 bucks or do you, you know, mm-hmm. go with the Granky ownership level and try to win that way against Dwayne Wright? 
I think in thinking tournaments, I would try. I would rather take the shots on Bieber and Granky, and I would just, like you said earlier, off the top, go go to Grom and Cash. I think mm-hmm. that's that's kind of how I'm leaning. Secondary but, I mean, pitchers I'm, is tough today. I'll be honest. It is with you. tough. It, there's hard. not a lot of value. No, there's no. no taking a look at just the line star app here and just looking for some value. And and you know who's up at the top? Jacob Homer Bailey. <laughs> Jacob DeGrom. <laughs> <laughs> it's like because because he's that good, and you know the projection is price. And and Granky's third. Quintana is is the guy who who is second for value, and I I don't hate that, but it, it's not it's so it's not a lot it's, of value, right? It is the ultimate tournament play because yeah, you're either going to get the good Quintana or the bad Quintana. Yeah. He's completely Jekyll and Hyde. But let's see if we can find the secondary DK arm here on the way. Maybe one will pop up. Who knows? Homer Bailey against Jordan Zimmerman. I'm going to step away from this one, even though there should be runs in this one. I don't trust Detroit. Um, I do prefer the Royal side of this one, but uh, I'm not going to get involved here. Trevor Williams against Quintana. Let's go to that one. So Quintana is eight on FanDuel, but it's really DK where we're talking about getting that secondary tournament arm. And he's seven, three. And I think it's seven, three. That ain't bad. I think it, I think it's doable. What do you, what do you think there? Yeah, for sure. You're not going to get any lower. Just looking like Ashleman. We're not going Zimmerman. We're not BD. Shasin. Cantera, we're not Arietta. Like, there's really nowhere else to go. Bailey. Like it's either you take a stance on this game and Quintana or Trevor Williams, or you really go, I mean, I won't even suggest Strowman. There's just really nothing, to be honest. Like, the two secondary arms are Tanaka at 8-8, eight, eight, and I think Quintana at, at 7 What about Suarez? We haven't gotten to him yet, but what about Suarez in this run that the Angels are on right now against Kikuchi? I think he can beat Kikuchi for 8-2. I think that's another guy you could throw in this mix. Yeah, that's actually not a bad call. Um, you know, surprise. The Angels are just that... rolling right now. I mean, well, they, they, something's magically happened with them since this awful tragedy, and everything they're touching right now just turns to gold. I don't know how long it's going to last. Yeah. But well, it should, last, it should last today because over the first two games of the series, 25 hits, 22 runs against two high contact pitchers. And Kikuchi is is another guy. I mean, Seattle has three pitchers inside the top 10 and hits allowed in the American League. And the Angels just faced the first two guys in the first two games of the series. And this is number three. So Kikuchi, they've started to come around against lefties ever since they got Justin Upton in their lineup. And Anderson Simmons missed some time as well. So, yeah, I can I can. I don't hate it. I was surprised his price. Like, on FanDuel, it makes sense, but you don't want him to be your one pitcher. But, I mean, all those lefties in that Seattle lineup, I mean, they're going to throw at six or seven lefties today, and the Angels are probably going to get the W. So, I think you're onto something there. I think I'm, I think I feel more – I can't believe this, but I feel more I confident in Jose Suarez than I do in Quintana because, you know, if I'm going to choose my Jose's, I'm going to choose my Jose's wisely. And <laughs> Quintana just has had these blow-ups. Yeah, and, he has. And it's just it's – just comp- completely destroys you now he could be good as well but yeah. that pirates lineup is better than people give it credit for him Marte is hot right now too bell obviously have a, a transformative season uh so that one scares me a little bit whereas the yeah. seattle mariner lineup doesn't as we talked about heavily left-handed so i think that really plays into their strength so that's the way i'm going all right let's go to justin verlander is at 10-5 on Fanduel, but 12-2 on dk wow. pass yeah, hard no, pass 12-2 yeah, oh my god, hundred percent pass. What? I'm, in Texas, what? I know, no. and you know, Texas has been give them some credit. They've been hanging around. They lost seven six in extras yesterday, but the day before that, they they won uh, nine eight, and the day before that, they won five nothing. So here they are, going for the series win three of four. And we know about Justin Verlander. We know he can strike guys out, but we also know he's allowed twenty six bombs. Look, look at the game record or the game log. Three homers his last start. Two before that. One before that. Three. 
three. Like this guy and, has and I'll tell you a what, loud box. Here you go. You ready for some lineup builders? Willie mm-hmm. Calhoun, 2.9. Nomar Mazar at 3.0. Two lefty bats who have power, who could take Verlander deep. Obviously, Gallo as well. He's a little bit more expensive at 4-1. Yeah. And yeah. let's not forget Estrubal Cabrera hitting from the left side too at 2.7. So there's a lot of guys in Texas. The ownership will be low. Yep. You can get your money's worth out of them. Go into the Colorado game, which we're going to talk about next and make some hay, and that's what we want to do. Tyler Mall and Antonio Sanzatella in Colorado, obviously on the DK board. These guys are super expensive. On FanDuel, David Dahl continues to be the value at four. Him and Daniel Murphy, who went yard yesterday, and Murphy's just 3.8. So on the FanDuel side, those guys especially you get involved with. On DK, it's just much harder. I mean, everybody is is just more. Except for Scooter. <laughs> he's 3.7. Yeah. He's like the one guy that just kind of stands out. I know he hasn't been Hi good guys. since he's returned. Hey, but Can I play? <laughs> I want to come out and play with you guys. Come on, it's me, Scooter. I'll, I'll, I'll hit, fine, let's let him hit cleanup. Well, let me hit four. Yay! I always wanted to hit cleanup in a big boy lineup. I'm so proud of myself. I mean, My name left... is Scooter. That's a terrible name for a grown adult. Like, it's honestly, gr- I mean, I'm sure he's it? married and stuff like that. But, like, how, how can he get laid with a name like Scooter? I don't know. <laughs> he had to hey. achieve his name, Scooter Jeanette. You know, like, for all the all the equity you build up at a bar, maybe, with a girl, or, you know, yeah, you're, a, you're, a, you're a baseball player, and then, well, what's your name? Scooter. <laughs> Stay tuned for Monday's show. We may have a background of why he changed his name from Ryan to Scooter, but that's that's what he did. It was Ryan know, Joseph man. Jeanette. Um, anyways. I don't know, man. Let's Scooter's not getting you any. <laughs> no, Scooter's not getting you any. <laughs> <laughs> uh, looking at Sensatella splits, lefties really get the better of them. Look at the slash line, 331, 415, 527, and that 396 Woba. We know about his struggles at home. We know Colorado we didn't spend too much time on that, but um, maybe scooters to play here, a little lefty, Dietrich, Votto, Winker, top of the order. There's going to be some runs again. Yeah. Let's not let's not get ourselves. Speaking of runs, you're going to get Mike Trout at 5'8". <laughs> you know what? I don't even know if you should Kikuchi. fade him. If you can find a way to get him in, well, he's that hot. Here's the thing. I don't think you fade him. I don't think you fade him. Or, you know, I would fade Yelich over Trout without yes. a doubt today. This is, there's yes. not a doubt. If I'm going to pay up for one guy, that's going to be the guy. But I think I'll take my chances instead with Upton and even Pujols, too, at 2'8". Kikuchi stinks. So give me those yeah. right-handed bats there from the Angels. Uh, you got the A's against Ronaldo Lopez. So, again, same thing we said about the A's yesterday. Chris Davis at 3-2. Matt Olsen at 3-8. Matt Chapman at 3-8. Marcus Simeon. FanDuel A's. FanDuel A's is like one of your safest things. You could roll that out every day and be happy. Whereas on DK, Matt Olsen's 5-3. The only discount you're getting on anybody is Chris Davis. So you take that discount there with him and you move on. Mike Soroka is at 9-8. Now, on this slate, too, where you've got a lot. He's like in this weird mid-range where he doesn't cost quite as much as cranky which is surprising uh so he's 9-8 on dk 8-3 on FanDuel. he's not the biggest strikeout guy but the padres do strike out is this an opportunity maybe where soroka enters into this tournament arm conversation too yeah he's cheaper than i thought he would be yeah he is it's almost like they were listening to us you know when we were talking about you know his he was just priced too he's just too high in, in terms of just a strikeouts, I mean, seven seven K per nine is 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 not a guy that should be priced, you know, double digits. Like he shouldn't have ever been ten four. He got up to eleven, I think, at one point. The Padres struggle more against right-handed pitchers than lefties. They have the highest strikeout rate in the majors against right-handed pitchers, twenty six percent of the time. Uh, if you just look at their woba against lefties or woba against righties, there's, there's a pretty significant difference. I mean, they're in the bottom ten 
in terms of Woba against right-handed pitching. When I looked at this slate, I looked at right away, if you're a cash game player, it's DeGrom and it's Soroka. Like, those are the two guys that I feel safest about. If you want to roll them in tournaments, you can as well. I mean, I, again, as I See, said I at feel, the top of the show, I, I like the Braves. I feel it's a Grom and Granky. I'm going to still fade away from Soroka. I just don't trust the strikeouts here. I think it's a trap. Yeah, so that's I'm, fair. I'm going to go the other way with this They're one. They're going to win uh, the game, though. They will. He'll get a, I think he'll get a W, but it's going to be a five-inning kind of W. And when, you know, if he gives me like four strikeouts in the, in the W but no quality start, it's kind of eh, – I don't know. I, yeah. Give, give, give me a little bit extra money. And I know I it's will tough. say it's this. I will just say this. His, his – Highest strikeout game this season has come against the Padres. Only once has he had more than 7K, which is what we're talking about here. Yeah, he's just not a big strikeout, which is yeah. fine. It's great. He's a good pitcher. Yeah, I still like him in, in certain formats. Uh, but I'll tell you what, man. I just keep with all the offense we're talking about and wanting to get involved, the guys of Mike Trout. Jose Suarez is just six three on Fanduel. That might be my tournament arm of the day on Fanduel, and I might just say, "Damn the torpedoes, let's go!" I think let's you should it. try it. Yeah, and then where I would mean, you go? Like you'd have you'd have a couple. You go Trout. You you get a piece of Colorado Cincy. I think you'd I get, yeah. be silly I go to, to Colorado over. and I go Trout, and and then yeah. I will probably go with a couple of those those low cost bats that we talked about, maybe in the Met game. Some of those lefty bats against uh, Alcantara. Alcantara. Yeah, good call. I mean, that's just seems to be the way, you know, so it's, on a day like today, like you talk about offense, you got to take a shot. Now, look, I don't love Suarez. Suarez isn't, he's not lighting it up, but you know, if he can give me, if he can give me five innings and a win that I'll take at six, three, <laughs> like that's a good return on investment. I'll take that because it allows me to get the offense I need. And I think, uh, I think he could do enough. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I could be wrong, but again, this is a multi-entry tournament play. This is not a single I don't, entry. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate it. They strike out, the Seattle strikes out a ton against. They strike out a ton. Twenty-six stinks. I don't know, and, and LA is just rolling right now. So, give me the betting lines today. What do you like, Chris? All right. So, uh, as much as I talked up Stroman, I do like the Yankees to win that ball game. Bounce back, <laughs> you, you <laughs> but jerk. I don't. But I like I'm, the under. That's what's uh, going to follow up. Yankees mm. and. Under, I think Stroman does enough to keep it under ten, and I think Tanaka rolls. I so I like you the just Yankees. Did that. For <laughs> all that Marcus Stroman dog, you a total setup. <laughs> Yankees and under. Uh, Stroman's going to get dealt. He's going to be a good addition to whoever picks him up. He's going to be a he's going to be a fine whether it's a third starter or whatever. Like I think he can be a solid two on most teams, probably half of them in the league. Anyways. Yankees and the under Philly and Washington over. I like the Cubs. I like Oakland by two again. I like the angels. Uh, I was talking about the twins road dogs, uh, two for two to start the series is road dogs. And uh, I like them again. And then Atlanta, I'm just going to continue to, to hammer the Braves. Um, I, I like that as well. And to stay away from the, I, we, I know it's a late game. We don't talk about DFS standpoint, but price and hinge and Rio probably stay away from that game. But um, as of right now, the Dodgers are road dogs with Rio on the Hill. So, I mean, if you want to take yeah. a shot there, it's not bad. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's going to be a fun matchup for sure. Yeah, that's guys going against each other. All right, it's time to go yard. It's time to call our shot. Chris Meany, I'll let yeah. you go first today. Where are you going to get your dinger? I'm going to go to Oakland. We, we've picked we've picked Matt Olson a couple times here in this program, but Matt Olson against Ronaldo Lopez, it seems like a lock to me. I know he's expensive to get in on a DK, uh, but if you go Suarez, you can get Matt Olson in there. No, I see what you did there. All right. For me, I'm going to Milwaukee and the moose is loose in Milwaukee. I like him against Tyler Beattie. So we're going to have the moose go yard in Milwaukee today for the Brewers. A lot of runs on the board today. Yeah. Uh, Certainly a couple big pitching arms out there. Some aces we talked about, but you got to get, you got to, you got to grow a pair today. You got to grow a pair. 
take a shot in some of these multi-entry tournaments, some of the guys we talked about, and I think that will help your cause. Uh, you got to differentiate a little bit, but there is a little bit of price relief. Just be careful and don't get cute. For the love of God, no. don't get cute today with some of these arms out there that you think, oh, maybe I'll throw Homer Bailey. No, no, don't do that. Bad, bad DFS. Don't do that. All right, <laughs> so that'll do it for us. You can follow us at Linestar App MLB at Linestar App. Make sure you're downloading the Linestar app and utilizing it and get ready for football season because football is coming. Oh, and the yeah. Fantasy Football Black Book is here on 2019. That's right on Amazon. You can pick it up. You can pick it up on iTunes as well. But get the hard copy on Amazon right now and uh, get your football prep on. And very exciting news. We're going to announce on tomorrow's show. So stick around for that. You can follow yes. us in the meantime at Joe Pizza PS17 at Chris Meany. And uh, that'll do it for us. There's only one thing left to do, and that's step out of the on-deck circle and into the batter's box and go yard. We'll see you next time, kids. You've been listening to the DFS On Deck Podcast, brought to you by Linestar. Hit subscribe, tell a friend, and stay tuned for the next episode from fantasy baseball experts Joe Pizapia and Chris Minnie.